podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rakuten, it's the smartest way to shop and save. Earn cash back at over 3,500 stores in every single category. We're talking fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, subscription services, and so much more. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account or can send you a check. Membership is free and it's super easy to sign up. Rakuten has 15 million members who are already saving. Shouldn't you be one of them? It's a no-brainer. Shopping smarter doesn't have to be harder. Start with Rakuten via desktop, the app, or the extension, and let Rakuten do the deal finding for you. Start saving today at Rakuten.com or on the Rakuten app. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Brewer Blue. It's Monday. Have everybody a good weekend, as good as they possibly could anyway in the current circumstances. But we're back. We're starting a new week of content here on the Blue Room and on the Blue Room YouTube channel. And Hannah Farrell joins us for the first one of the week. Hannah, thanks very much for coming on. Hello, morning. How are you doing? All right. Plodding along, yeah. I've got a lot lazier, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, love... to do this this early, like, really hurt me. <laughs> it's not early. <laughs> I was just going to say, because we were texting over the weekend to sort this out, and you said, you know, 10 o'clock, I'm going to struggle to get up. And, like, I've known, known you for a bit now, and, you know, a lot of the times whenever, like, I'll have messages off you for producing this stuff, it's, like, 5 a.m. in the morning because you've been doing a show and stuff like that, so... <laughs> Quite a quite a culture change for you. Yeah, I normally so up until two weeks ago, I was still getting up at four in the morning every day, and that was fine. That was my body clock. I was used to that. Now I've been staying up till about three in the morning, binge watching series, <laughs> and struggling to get up at midday. So I've gone the complete other way. So like to get up for ten o'clock, I've had to set like four alarms because oh. I've just completely lost it. So if I had to go back to work, I'd struggle. You want to just like you just want to keep it going the other way now. So going to bed at like six o'clock, getting up at two, and so you just work your way back around the clock again. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't realize it until it was last week. I was up watching stuff, and one of the presenters that I work with got up for work and saw I was online on WhatsApp and messaged me like, "Why are you awake at four in the morning?" And I was like, "No, I'm watching Netflix." Uh, it's a, it's it's a killer that last scene on WhatsApp, isn't it? Like, there's a few times this season when like I've been. We've had like early kickoffs. I've been meant to be meeting my mates at like whatever time in town, and I'll go on to message them, and I'll see last scene two a.m. and I'm thinking, yeah, they're, they're not going to make this this breakfast before the match. Sort of thing. It's a killer. Proper ratchet out, doesn't it? Yeah, as a breakfast producer, that's what I swear by. People having the last scene on because I never people are going to be if it says like last scene at like past midnight and you're wanting someone on a breakfast. You know, it's a You've lost them. There's no chance. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose it, it must be mad for you as well, because obviously uh, people who may not know you, you, you did a lot with Steve Hoversall on the, the uh, Radio City Talk on his sports show in the morning, and more recently you've been doing was Leanne and Dave, and now it's Leanne and Scott on, on Radio City, and and those shows, particularly the latter one with, with Leanne and, and Scott, are very eventful. You know, much hilarity, a lot of ridiculousness. I imagine you need a lot of intensity to work with people like that and in that that sort of environment. And so we've gone from sort of like that where you've got to be so emotionally invested and so on it all the time to, to now where you're sort of just at home. It must be a bit of a, a mad change for you. It is. And you know what? It's trying to stop myself from being involved. So I'm at home. I'm not getting paid for anything, but I still like really want to be involved in what's going on. It's like I've got major FOMO. 
because I like absolutely love being there. <laughs> and I did the first two weeks with Leanne and Scott, so the launch of the show, all the new ideas, dead exciting, and then just stopped. So when you're seeing all the videos going off and all like the silly stuff they're doing, you do you're like, oh, I sit there like I want to be in there doing that. And you're just like, hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget about me, everyone. Yeah. yeah, and like especially with Steve, because. It was weird. I was in with Steve in producing his show for the first three weeks of all this madness where me and him suddenly went from having so much sport to talk about to having to find a new way to do the show and everything. So it's weird now, like looking at like every day I still have all like the notifications, what's going on and that. And like seeing how his show's still just so different to what it was and stuff. It's it's mad. But yeah, major FOMO. I suppose it's a good good early challenge in your career for you as a producer to, to yeah. have to sort of you know push those boundaries come up with different ideas yeah, that was what my boss said because I remember the day when like when the premiere everything got cancelled and I got a phone call because obviously on talk as you know because you come in it's all mm. about guests like that's what it's about and I remember getting a phone call saying you can't have guests anymore and how things are changing and my boss was like but it's a, it's a great challenge for starting off your career <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, but... hours of crazy work is a great challenge <laughs> <laughs> silver lining to every situation yeah. of course I mean, I'm, I'm getting up early like that have you got any advice I mean how, how do you do it how, how do you how do you have so much energy and so much enthusiasm at that time in the morning caffeine and everybody in there will say the same things yeah like I I cause when I'm in there I'm having coffees from four in the morning until about ten <laughs> and like you do end up why everybody's in the same <laughs> Um, it's getting used, especially in summer, it's getting used to like going to bed when it's like light. It's mm. really sad. <laughs> so in summer. You must have great curtains to keep them light out and stuff. Yeah, but it's just hearing like people still going about the day. <laughs> but I'm not a good sleeper. So like a lot of people you speak to, they get in a routine, they go to bed at, like nine every night and that. I don't. I get about Four to four, four and a half, five hours when I oh do. Oh my word! But I'm really? used to that once I've done that. Like I'm in the elements, whereas now I'm sleeping for about ten hours and not getting off to the afternoon. So I'd lost it. I don't know who this person is. <laughs> Probably more tired, if anything, doing that. I imagine the, the way you were a bit of a mad one. Yeah, I've just completely got onto the swing of getting off. <laughs> <laughs> um, just anyone who's, who's not is the subscriber to Blue Room Extra as well. You've been doing a few shows. Um, for us, obviously, I um, you mean, you've been on a lot of the shows of, with me and Dave talking about Everton and stuff like that. Um, and, and more recently, I think it's fair to say, Les, who obviously hosts our mailbag show, has, has tapped into your ridiculous side and has, has, has uh, hooked you on the mailbag a, a little bit more often. Yeah. Um, have you have you enjoyed doing that? I love doing the mailbag, you know, because, like, Les will put the questions out. So you sort of expect what you're going to be talking about, but that never seems to be the case. It always goes <laughs> down some, like crazy hole um so we did one two weeks ago which i ended up confessing my lockdown problem is that i'm eating hash browns every single day i, I was telling you don't worry i was going to bring that up later yeah it's fine was, you know i couldn't have got you on i'm not going to address that <laughs> yeah so i was doing well not having them i've sort of confessed to me love for them on that but then i fell off the wagon again this weekend and i've had about 10 this weekend it's just me lockdown laziness me problem <laughs> i can't <stop> <laughs> I mean, let's just get it all out there now. In, in the, I think someone asked the question, what's the scruffiest thing you've done during <laughs> lockdown? Yeah. And you said you ate 20 hash browns in a week? 25, don't forget the 25, fact. 25, 
And I, when I when I was listening to that, I was out on a run and I was laughing my head off. I just had this metal image of you going to the freezer and eating them frozen out the bag. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, if it gets to that point, you know, I've lost it. <laughs> But uh, I do think that could happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not far off down the road. Um, but yeah, and then this week, this week, I've a lot of this is this week's one, yeah. But it was, I mean, you guys are all much cooler than than me and a lot of the people on the Blue Room when it comes to music. So it was you, <laughs> Rob, Jack, and Les, of course. You did a music one. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so good. So the theme was something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. So um, so then you um, borrowed was a cover version, and we all had like similar music tastes but we could have kept going for hours and hours like Les kept having to say I'm gonna have to like (laughs) we all just got the leg off each other like I'd never met Rob before never recorded any Rob and even Rob we were all just sat there like not coming up for air um and it was just great because there was so much different music in there and it was something where like we all like when we've done mailbags before, we've had questions like your dream festival lineup and stuff, and we've sort of like tipped through around the fact that we had similar music taste, but like sitting down and talking for that long was so much like fun talking. I really enjoyed it. Have you found yourself in, in regards to, to music, listening to, to more new stuff and stuff like that during the lockdown, or is it just one of them that you just sort of still stumble across just as you would in, in normal everyday life? You know what? I've been quite lucky. So some of my favourite artists have all released, like, gone ahead with their album releases mm. that they were doing. Like, I know a lot have pushed them back and everything. But, like, for, like, Tom Mish, like, Kelly Unches, people like that, have still released what they were going to. So I've had loads of new stuff I've been made up with. But then, like, definitely, because I was, um, I got a bike, but before then, I was just walking and doing my hourly walk. So every day I was going through and listening to a whole album, and my mm. thing was, rather than skipping and shuffling a song, I'm going to listen to it how the artist intended it, and listen to it all the way through. So I was doing that every day and listening to one full one a day and really enjoying it. So well, That's class. That's class. <laughs> the only, the, I mean, like I said, I'm not really big music. The only new one of the two recently is The Strokes. New album. Oh yeah, bit of a bit of a grower. There wasn't, yeah, I'm a huge fan of them, but I wasn't wasn't big into wasn't big into it at first. But yeah, after a few listens, it's it was all right. But yeah, go listen to them if you're not already. Um, they're, they're really interesting. You know, like like Hannah said, you can hear all the confessions about lockdown scruffiness, all that kind of stuff. Um, one one other thing I wanted to, to ask you about, which I think is um. I was thinking about this over the weekend actually, and you've you've been doing stuff with us on the Blue Room now for for a while. Uh, been been great addition. Um, and you've been doing stuff with um, me, Anna Scott, as we said there. One of the one of the great things that people have said to us when when you've been on is they love your accent. They absolutely <laughs> love your accent. And I'm, I'm I'm not like taking the piss or anything here. It's and because I I get this as well. It annoys me a bit as well. Does it annoy you a little bit that there's not more Scouse accents in national stuff and bigger broadcast stuff? Because I I. I Whenever I hear somebody like from from Merseyside or something on like the BBC or ITV or so, your your ears pick up, yeah. And people like, especially yourself, speak with such conviction, such energy, such you know, such articulateness, and you still got that that great accent and that's great scouse edge to your voice. I mean, working in radio is is that sort of something you you're looking at going forward? Is sort of you want to try and help pierce that bubble a little bit? You know what? It was I never wanted to speak on stuff like I remember saying to you and Dave, like now yeah. I can't stand my voice. Um, because when I've listened back to it before, I just cringe. But now I've got used to hearing it, and that was also Steve Puffersall every single day. 
I was like, no, I don't want to come and speak to you. And every day is like, you're doing papers with me and would make me. So now I'm in the mode of speaking. And it was only when I got my job, like growing up in Liverpool, you always think of Radio City is just this big scouse thing that everybody yeah. grew up with. And I was shocked when I got there that there was only um, two other scousers, so Lee Butler and Leanne. Everybody else starts like newsreaders and stuff like they're not from Liverpool and uh, so I was like shocked like being in such a iconic Liverpool building and like place being like on a day-to-day what like most scouts one there because <laughs> surprisingly in school like everyone's always said that I was dead scouts but not as much as people do now mm. in like new professional life but um Listen, I know a lot of people can be like, oh, I can't stand the Scouse accents, blah, blah, especially I've seen a lot of people saying they shouldn't have Scouse commentators, stuff like that. I love our accents, and when I do mm. speak, I get nice things off people. Like, even little things, like when I'm, like, doing one of my shifts in work, and I have just something simple, like, I've got to be in touch with other listeners, answer the phones and all that. They're a lot more open and want to have a gab with me than they are with other producers who are not mm. from Liverpool, and I think it's that sort of where I, my accent just makes everybody sort of it's like a hug around face, isn't it? Yeah, well, I suppose you, you probably put people at ease with, with your accent and the, the way you are with people as well. It's not it's not just that, but it's it's just, I think it's, like, whenever I see, there's people who have, who I know from Liverpool and stuff like that, and you see them on, like, the BBC, and like I said, and you hear them talk about things, and after a while, it feels like it almost gets coached out of them, which is a little bit sad, I think. Yeah, and you know what, actually, I had this conversation with Dave, funnily enough when I was saying on stuff stop speaking on stuff because I was saying like someone was saying to me like oh just certain words I need to like soften up and things like that and I remember Dave laughing his head off because I was like I can't put on a posh voice there's no <laughs> way that I can soften this up I'm not going to ask you to do it don't yeah, worry <laughs> I tried like, like I need to blow my nose like I can't stuff in my voice off I've tried and I can't so I was like if I did end up speaking on stuff like there's no change in this accent yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love it if you just came on one day and were like oh Richarlison what a, what a great goal he scored jolly good jolly good from the toffees <laughs> and we didn't have it on um, the video on Skype just the audio and you know what like, <laughs> <laughs> who's this yeah who's this person who's, who's got involved with us but uh, no I, I, think, I think that's great um, like I said people people love the way you speak it's fine it's yeah. boss you could say boss you could say um, let's have a chat about you have a chat about your kit um, people who are listening to the podcast um, it's this season's away one basically it's the Coral one which I think is absolutely brilliant love it so at the moment as well, I've got pink hair, so I look like a highlighter. So this one, we look on here doesn't go with it. But I love everything about it, apart from the big angry bird thing on the sides. Just gonna put that on there. It's a bit too, probably a bit too big, isn't it? That yeah. It looks like a pure tattoo, but apart from that, <laughs> so you know what? I love this. I haven't got a shirt in about ten years, but like my thing, I've said so much loads on this. Like my thing with everything is mine and my dad's thing. So um, and I still live at home with my parents and with the lockdown, we've all been doing each other's heads and everything. But the last game we watched fun enough, so this was the Chelsea game, so this is the only good thing to come out of the Chelsea game. <laughs> when we were watching it, I was saying, oh, love that kit, so nice of summer when I'm going on runs, blah, blah, blah. And was just saying it to my dad. So my dad, <clears throat> since I was little, he'll always pay to get you a gift, but he'll never have a clue. So birthdays, Christmas, since I've been little, he's always been as surprised as you 
to for what you yeah. open because he's never had a clue. He's <laughs> you know what I mean. He's got three girls. He's just like whatever. So then I just said like a passing comment. I oh, really like that shirt. And then like two weeks later. He came in all buzzing with a package getting delivered. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, oh, I just remembered that you'd liked this. And I was like, what were you? He never gets you not on an open did And my dad had remembers and ordered it for me. Oh, it's really it. sweet. It's so sweet. Like, you know what? He's nearly like 60. He's got, like I said, he's got three girls. Like, he just doesn't have a clue of stuff. But because, like, Everton's man and his, like, thing, like, he's made up being able to do stuff like that. So he came and got me, like, my little coral kids in the right size and everything. And was dead made up. So, like, it's proper sentimental to me now. I haven't had it long at all. But now, like, I love it. Because I just oh, think gosh. it's the cutest thing ever. And because, like, Everton is mine and my dad's thing, it's just, like... And I think because it's pink as well, it just, like, proves our, like, oh, like, dad and daughter, little Everton thing. And I just love it. <laughs> yeah. So you haven't been able to wear the match yet, I imagine, have you? No. <laughs> Oh. He was going to be able to wear them soon. Yeah. Mm. So I'll be stood there in like October at this race, like showing off my bright kiss, like beaming. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that's that's like I said, it's a really sweet story, and it's it's one of them which I think people miss about it is going the game, isn't it? Because you're right, you know, in, in a family like that, like I said, with the three girls or people who've got big families, and you you have those dynamics, don't you? Each individual child with each individual person, and, you know, the things you do together. And yeah. not having that must be really good. And I imagine for your dad, as much as it is for you. Yeah, and it's mad on the other side of things. So my mum's a massive red, and my sister, who now has just moved to New Zealand, she is a massive red. So that's a household where we've sort of been split. Yeah. It's very hostile on my shows, but there's that split. And it's good. Like, I think that's like most Scouse households. You'd have that, like, like red and blue divide. Uh, it's been really weird of a weekend to not have that. And especially as the weeks have gone on, because it's something we're talking about less and less. Because I know, like, you've, there's articles every single day. When's the prem going to be restored and that? But that's just because they're looking for something to talk about. We've all sort of lost that mentality of thinking about it haven't we so I think it's weird in that sense because I think the first time me and my dad spoke about the match it was when we had the gorgeous weather like two weeks ago and it was my birthday and we were sat in the garden and we were like imagine like being at the match in this gorgeous weather like we've had all the freezing cold nights and everything like imagine when it's like this game for a drink after and everything we're just sat there like (laughs) yeah usually you battle through those December January late night cold games don't you to get to the easter easter games yeah so that hits us because like the weather's just been gorgeous and then we were like oh like when it resumes it's like we're not gonna sit if it is behind closed doors so we're not gonna be at any of that so it's gonna be like getting into awesome again before we get there we've missed this like glorious period of going the match but Oh yeah, usually when Everton have got nothing to play for as well, they tend to be quite good, and <laughs> it's just it's just a bit nice. It's just a nice feeling. There's no stress or anything like that. But oh well, what can we do? Uh, Hannah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for for dragging yourself out of bed at 10 a.m. I'll probably go back for a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> Are you actually gonna go back? <laughs> I'm gonna binge watch something else in bed if I nod off and nod off. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Um, in regards to shows this week, uh, we're doing a quiz, aren't we? We're doing a quiz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we're still trying to decide if we're going to do Scousers versus Wolves. Um, the Scouse team for us. The there you go. Scouser. Yeah, proper proper Scouser captain, all that sort of stuff. Give them the rallying cry before the game, uh, before the quiz, <laughs> and that sort of thing. But uh, if we're going to do that on Thursday, and we're going to record it and stick it on on YouTube here, so it should be interesting. But uh, yeah, Hannah, really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks very very much for coming on, and uh, no doubt you'll be on a show, and we'll catch up shortly. Yes, thank you. 
What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your MO? To find your MO, tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.